after having negotiated with Melville for a variety of magical items and objedar. And mm -hmm. Zane produced beds behind you using his mystical untold powers. And I think you guys were about to take a long rest. Does that sound accurate? I believe so, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So that means you can use the long rest function on D&D Beyond. Yep. I think I might have done that uh, preemptively last time. Okay, that's fine. Um, let me know if if and when yours is in the same condition, Sean. Yeah, done. Done? Yeah. Cool. So you should have your spell slots back and your HP at full. Yeah. Right. You wake up, and just as you're standing up from these beds that were conjured, they disappear. <laughs> and you think, oh, that was, that was neat. And you notice very little change inside this room. Like, there's no morning routine that you can discern. It's almost like untouched by the passage of time. And you see Zane standing behind his little window there, almost immovable, unchanged. What, what do you do? We wanted to try and figure out what was wrong with that, uh, this, the star card, right? That's, that's, yes. And he gave us... The he wooden gave us, duck receipt. Yes, that's right, the wooden duck. Yeah. Um, and then also the whatever... Uh, who was the person we were we needed to go and talk to again? Well, Melville to get your card fixed. Was it Melville? He was he was the one that was fixing the card for you. Oh yeah, shit. That's it. That. But didn't he didn't he tell us to go? Right, and, didn't he send us somewhere else too? Well, he he sent you to Zane to find beds, and then you just got beds. What 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 do you mean? Yeah, no, I was just wondering uh, if the because I can't exactly remember how we left it because it's so long now. He he did a lot of like trailing off and talking about people and things that made no sense in the context of what you guys were talking about. Uh, so yeah. maybe you're like pulling some of that information in. Um, how long did he say it would take him? Uh, is he done now when we've rested? I, I think he said come back the next day. He didn't say at what time of the day. You're more than welcome to to try your luck. All right. Yeah. Let what, what do you think, Sean? Shall we just go and have a look and see if we can get a repaired card? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. I think similarly, I've kind of forgotten what our next kind of what our goal was. It was to get it was to repair the card, right? We've not had we've not repaired the card, have we yet? Well, you've no. given it to Melville to be repaired, and he gave you a wooden duck receipt, and he said, yeah. Come back tomorrow. And you're okay, like, okay. Oh, well, okay. You've already okay. cashed in your flame card for 7,000 gold or something. And you also yeah. wanted to take a long rest, so you've done that. So that's that's where you are now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, well, I want to go and have a chat with uh, Melville then. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you guys head back to I'll say, Rhythmal, uh, and Milksake sort of follows along, still wiping sleep from his eyes, but Rhythmal goes over to uh, this other room. Sorry? The nearest brothel. <laughs> well, no, he says, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go hang out with Jesse for a bit, uh, see if he has some people that have some things that I might want. And deliberately vague, he disappears through the wall. <laughs> and Classic. you're left wondering what that means. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So I'll move the rest of you guys uh, just down the page here. Asgir can go there. 
Elk steak can go here. Schmorgasborden can go there. Cool. All right. And as you walk into Melville's chamber, you notice the same books hanging from chains from the ceiling, a variety of mystical knickknacks in the background. And I can actually add, before we continue, I can add that item for you. <coughs> uh, you get, it was a scroll of, do you remember what it was? Uh, I can't remember what it was called. The scroll of uh, something sword. Like a, like, oh, like a spiritual weapon. That's it, yeah. Cool. All right, I will add that just now. No, I'll, I'll go up and say, uh, hey, friend. And then I show him the, the, the duck. And then I just make eye contact. <laughs> um, that's, what I, that's what I mean, as in, like, that isn't happening at the moment because I've got to add this item. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'll be doing. Oh, that's the freeze frame? Okay, <laughs> all right, that makes sense. Um, that's really weird, that, you're right. Um, I actually want to know if he actually knows what the duck means, or if he just gave me a, an object of random importance. Okay, uh, well, we will, we will find that out in just a moment. All right, scroll of... Okay, now it'll appear in your inventory as such. There you go, spell scroll. And I think it'll update to the correct name, but I'm just using a sort of workaround. That's fine. I think I'll re we'll, we'll, we'll remember it as long as it's in the, in the thing. Cool. So as, as you hand this wooden duck to Melville, he sort of stops what he's doing on the nearest table and looks at it and sort of picks it up gently by the head and examines it and says, Oh, yes, the card, the card from yesterday. All right. And he puts it over on a shelf as though... I don't know, that's the shelf it's supposed to go on. And then he goes back over to the, the weapon rack at the back of the room and he starts rifling through scrolls and then he takes out the card that you recognize as having slightly more detail on it than before. And he brings it back over to you and he says, Ah, oh, yes, tricky one. I think he must have used uh, the artifact on this to... Or maybe not on this. Maybe he used it on something else. Either way, I should never have let him out of here with it. In either case, it is this... Fixed, fixed. Yeah, it's fixed now. And he hands it over to you. All right. I'll, you... I'll, I'll grab it. Cool. Uh, <laughs> you're <laughs> you're confused by his ramblings, I assume. Yeah, he doesn't. So, he doesn't... are you saying uh, this? I can get money for this now. Is that what you're saying? Uh, Melville says I, yes, I, I, yes, I, I... yes. Uh, Zane will give you small circles of metal. I'm sure. <laughs> um. Small suckles is my favorite kind. <laughs> small circles or small suckles? Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So as you look at the card, it's got... I'm sorry, I totally forgot. Oh, it's the star card, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's got a uh, more defined picture of the rock. And previously, he also took the rock from you at the same time so that he could combine the two together. And it's got a very good rendition of that, like a line drawing of the rock on the card. And it looks much more like the flame card. Great. Cool. And he says, uh, yes, if you don't want to buy anything, I have many things to attend to. He's caused me no end of grief. You people, please do whatever it is that you do. And I'll, I'll, just, I'll just back off and do like, as I, as I leave the room. Okay, do a performance check. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> with a natural one okay um <laughs> with a natural one you go 
stepping backwards through the wall and then your heel catches on your other heel and you just fall backwards through the invisible wall onto the ground. And he says, did that guy just fall through the... No, he couldn't have. And you hear it dimly on the other side. Okay, I'll try, I'll try and jump up on my feet and go, ta-da! <laughs> well, you're on the other side of the wall now, so you don't see anything, but you hear a uh, ta-da? Like, like, he, like he's not sure what that means. Yeah, cool. Um, so you guys okay. are back in right. this central chamber. All right. Cool. I'll, I'll, I'll we, uh... go and chat to Zane and see if we can hand these, uh, the star card in. And then maybe, I don't know, maybe he's got more, more of these contracts for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of we'll course, fun, fun, fun little mission. Okay, so Zane says, Oh, hello. Welcome. Did you have a nice rest? Uh, mellow greetings, friend. Yes, we did. It was a lovely rest. Thank you. I feel very rested. I was, I was on death's door, so I'm, I'm, I was, it was very necessary for me. Nice. I needed a nap. <laughs> I uh, did you, a nap, yeah. Did that you say... Explorative nap. <laughs> You care? Did you say mellow greetings or many greetings? Mellow. Mellow greetings. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. Zane says, oh, I am so pleased to hear that. And then Zane pauses slightly as if he's listening to some arcane signal way out in the cosmos. So Zane, Zane returns his head from his sort of listening position and says, uh, good, you, you rested well. It is nice to see you. What can I do for you? And I'll... Uh... We have a card. We have a card indeed. I will handle the card. Oh, excellent. So Melville was able to fix it then. Uh, you tell me, bro. I don't really know what the difference is. And he looks at it and his eyes flash a couple of different colors and he says, yes, this is in perfect order. Thank you. And then he hands over a bag and he says, 7,000 gold pieces. Cha-ching. <laughs> all uh, for you now. You can keep that all for yourself now. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't see uh, Milksteak, do you? Yeah, well, Milksteak is standing behind you at this point, but he seems like the most extreme form of hangover. Like, maybe he stretched his, he stretched his druidic powers a little far, and he's experiencing, like, the kickback from that. By the way, how much was that um, thing that I bought? What, what the scroll? Yeah, because I remember I borrowed money from Sean because I didn't want to break my diamond. Oh yeah, I that. Um, I think I got you guys to write it down. I would have to listen to the recording to be sure, but it was like a few. It might have been in the hundreds, like five hundred. I can't. I, think, I can't quite remember. I think I gave it to you. I think I was like, "Don't worry about it." All right. Well, we'll figure it out. I'll. I'll yeah. Once we remember how much it was, uh, but I think it was like five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I guess yeah. We we split, split the monies. I'm just gonna add. So is that? Was that? Uh, 2,500, uh, 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 hang on, 3,500 gold each for me and Aruna, so. Yes. Sweet. I mean, I had 30, so it's a bit of a jump in it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right. So, nice. same. Hook me up. What, what else you got? To, you know? to where would you like to be hooked, my friend? To a, uh, to a place of... of uh, uh, riches and, and, and fortune and loot. <laughs> okay, he, he holds his hands out on the table and he says, Okay, let me try something. Give me your hands. All right, I'll, I'll okay. give him. Okay, he puts, 
he puts his hands, and they're very cold, on top of the backs of your hands, and his eyes change colors a little bit, and he says, Hmm, interesting. I've seen humans do this before. I am reading your fortunes. Is this how it's meant to be done? He seems to be, like, asking you in the middle of his impression. You're, you're, ha you're having a laugh, bro. <laughs> well, I was trying a new impression. I, it seems I need to work on it some more. It's something that is never meant to be done by anyone, ever. So stop immediately. Ah, I see, I see. Well, either way, the Meridian lines have revealed to me that there are two cards that you could pursue in your current, and he pauses, ability levels. Would you like to hear them? Please. Yes, please. Hmm. I think for you, tall orc man, the knight card is quite desirable. And he reaches below the counter and slides the card onto the table. And it's just a blank card with the letters, the word knight at the bottom. And then for is that you... Knight with an N or with a K? Oh, with a K-N. K-N, right. And for you, tinkerer... Inventor, your fortunes have told me the key card. And he slides it forward towards you and it just says key at the end. And he says, It is not by accident that I chose two beginning with K. And then he pauses. No, I'm just kidding. It is an accident. <laughs> Good one, bro. <laughs> and at this moment, uh, at this moment, you hear a tearing sound behind you. And you look over your shoulder to see this portal opening up in the air about 15 feet behind you. And one of those fleshy, like starfish looking creatures comes out and then another one and then another one. And everybody needs to roll initiative. Fuck. You hear Zane say, Oh, this is bad. Okay. Our business will need to wait. <laughs> Oh, you got a zero initiative. Holy moly. My initiative is set to minus one. Is that, does that sound right? Yeah, if you've got a minus one dexterity modifier. It's just, it's just set at minus one as, as my number. Yeah, but if you look at your dexterity modifier, what is that? Minus one, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Pretty bad, isn't it? I got, I got <laughs> plus one. Nice. Okay, that's going to be Zero good. initiative. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that sounds about right, to be fair. Accurate. Eerily okay. accurate. <laughs> First up is Asker to respond. Through the portal, you see uh, just behind the pentadrone creature that seems to have come out of it is a series of spinning like cogs made out of brass, like way bigger than any watch mechanism. It's the most bizarre thing you've ever seen. But surrounding you in this room seems to be these fleshy starfish creatures. What do you do? Uh, shit. They are, am, am, I, I, am I to assume that they are attacking them? Does... Um, we're in initiative order, so technically that doesn't mean that they're attacking or not, but you get the sense from Zane's reaction that something untoward is occurring. Uh, they, they, look, they look violent, basically. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do my Maximilian's Earthen Grass. Ooh. On, uh, on which on, one? 
Uh, whichever is closer. <laughs> okay, that would be the so one on the left-hand side of the screen. Actually, can you see the yeah. thing that I see? Yes, you can. Yeah. Cool. How, how do I do the draw? Hang on, freehand. So, do you see this? Mm-hmm, I do. Yeah. Cool. That is the one I do it on, then. Cool. Uh, let's see. Grasp it up. Let me cast on BTT. Mm-hmm. Boom. Is this a spell of yours, yeah? So, I need to do a strength yeah. save. Oh, with a 13, I think they save. Yeah, they save. So what happens when they succeed the save? I guess nothing happens. It doesn't okay, say. cool. It so the, the hand erupts from the ground and tries to grasp the slimy, scaly, semi-mechanical body of this creature, but it manages to wriggle out of the way, making this clicking and clacking noise that's thoroughly unnerving. Do you have a, a bonus action or other sundry actions you would like to accomplish? Uh, I guess I want to back up a little bit into the corner here. <laughs> okay, in this instance, you could probably just move it rather than drawing the direction that it moves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, no, I can't. Oh, there you there go. go. Nailed oh. it. Okay. I well can... done. Nice. Couldn't be more cowardly in the corner there. <laughs> <laughs> That's his style. Okay, next up, <laughs> next up is Zane. You see Zane sort of climb over the counter, very much like Terminator style, and lands with a thunk on the ground beside you. And he is going to do some cool shit. Uh, <laughs> he is going to do... Okay, he is going to cast Fireball at level 3. And it requires a DC 14 dexterity saving throw, which means that he's aiming it at this creature here. Did you see that ping? Did. Yeah. Cool, dexterity saving throw. Okay, so 16 means that it is a success. So that means they take half damage. So it's also a, what's the radius? 150 feet is the range, but what's the radius? Uh, fireball radius. Uh, 20 foot radius sphere centered on a point. Okay, cool. So that means 20 feet is 5, 10, 15, 20. So it gets this creature over here as well. Oh, actually 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, it gets, it gets both of them, I think. Yeah, nice. Uh, sorry, all three of them. So that means that it is going to do th 13 damage to all these guys. Boom. Wait for it. You get the sense that Zane is not fucking around. No, he's not. Zane's better. Glad he's on our side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Zane will then step defensively uh, to the side of Borden and slightly in front of Milksteak and say, we will deal with this and then business will be concluded. That is your fortunes. And he seems to be making a joke in like a very serious tone. Next Ooh, up. Like next up is Borden. Okay. I'm try using some spells because I, I haven't before I don't know how I'm doing. So I'm gonna do ice knife, I think. With spells, do they do you, how many times can you use them in a game? Is it is it just one? Well it's the amount of spell slots that you have. So on your spells page you'll see a certain number of slots of different levels. Yeah. So cantrips you can use as many times as you want. First, okay. You get the slots for first level, and you get slots for second level, etc. Oh, I see. Right. So you've got like four slots and three slots. You have to assign them slots before, or can I just 
do it now and then assign it a slot now. Uh, yeah, no, so you feel you, you like it uses up a slot. So anytime you oh, use okay. level one, it just uses it up kind of. It's yeah, like, like you, you got it. You got it, got knowing it. you knowing spells and and at the slots are kind of different. Like like Yuka said, the, the slots are mana, but you knowing the spell is separate from that. Okay, cool. So if I if I do Ice Knife now, that'll use up one of my three slots. Yeah, if it's a one. level one spell, then it would use up one of your level one slots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Right. So I'm going to use Ice Knife. Nice. Um, dun, 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 dun. Do I cast on VTT? Precisely, yes. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, component, second level higher cast. And I'm going to uh, cast it on... It seems to be telling you that... Oh, no, it's, it's telling you what would happen if... Uh, okay, can you read the description of the spell while I do this saving throw? Yeah, sure. Uh, you create a shard of ice and fling it at one creature within range. Make a ranged spell attack against the target. On a hit, the target takes 1d10 piercing damage. Hit or miss, the shard then explodes. The target and each creature within five feet of it must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 2d6 cold damage. Okay, sweet. So... Uh, with a 14, it misses the creature, but then they need to make a saving throw or take the damage. But if they make the saving throw, then nothing happens? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay, so basically you missed twice, unfortunately. <laughs> but to be fair, like so they rolled... Spells, hey? They rolled a very good save, and your attack roll was somewhat low. I think you only rolled a nine. So you throw this ice knife coming out of your hand, and it sails between two of this pentadrone's tentacles and explodes into the wall, showering the nearby area with a sort of sleet, which is very pretty, but doesn't hurt anyone. Uh, Piss them off, that's it. Cool. How do you get rid of your uh, freehand, sorry? Oh, I can do that. Oh, cheers. There we go. Cool. Um, is there anything else you want to do, like move or talk or interact with an object? Uh, yeah, despite what I said earlier, I'm also going <laughs> to... <laughs> the bumblebees forever occupying the corner. <laughs> okay, cool. So now the pentadrones are going to go, and you see uh, that they are going to do some shit. One of them is going to try to... Uh, one of them releases gas, this one here, at Zane. So Zane is going to have to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, dun, 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 not Zane, dun. he's our guy. Constitution. Ooh, with a two, he does not succeed. So that means he's oh. going to take... Oh, he doesn't take damage, but he's paralyzed for he's one minute. And they can repeat their saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending its effect on a success. So you see Zane suddenly, like, seize up in a very unfortunate manner. And then this creature is going to try to like unleash some whoop-ass on Zane. Uh, that's an 18 that is gonna hit and that is gonna do, it doesn't even say how much damage it does, that's weird. Uh, so that's gonna be 1d6 plus two. So 1d6 plus two, that's five, six, seven damage to Zane. So one of its tentacles like whips out and slaps Zane in a very sort of unintimidating yet damaging manner. 
And then this pentadrone is going to try and attack Milksteak with an arm attack. Oh, a natural 20, that's going to hit. So that's going to be 1d6 plus 2. So that's 6 plus 2 is 8 damage to Milksteak. Okay, so if he was here, I'm pretty sure I know what his hit points are. So he's kind of damaged at the moment. In which case, I should probably add him to the initiative order. And I will do a little roll for him here. Just to keep things flowing. There we go. Uh, sort in descending order. Where was it? It's the drone's turn. Okay, cool. So that happened. That happened. Cool. Now it is Asuka's turn. What would you like to do? Well... I want to try because I'm going to try and cast sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, so sleep. Creatures within twenty feet of a point I choose. Uh, within range, which is like ninety feet, mm -hmm. um, are affected within ascending order of their current hit points. Mm -hmm. So is there a point where all three of them are? Oh, within twenty feet of each other. Yeah, what is it? what's 20 feet again? Is that, like... So that's, each square is 5 feet, so uh, 5, is 10... the big square or the little square? Uh, it's the big square. So they are all within 20 feet of each other, yeah. So basically, if I cast it on the middle guy, mm -hmm. if I sort of cast it here, mm -hmm. then him and him will also be affected, right? And you get to choose of the creatures within range who is affected? No, it's all creatures. I'm guessing he is affected too, is he? Yeah, well, it depends. Is it a sphere? Is it a cube? Uh, it just says creatures within a 20 feet of a point. Oh, a point. Okay, so that sounds like a circle. In which case, yeah, Zane would be affected, but it goes in ascending order of hit points, right? So those with the least hit points get affected first, right? Uh... Ascending order of current hit points. Yeah. So suppose, yeah. Cool. And um, then starting with the creature as the lowest current hit point. Yeah. Affected. Yeah. So up, you up, can, up. with your arcane knowledge, you'd be confident that Zane looks a little bit meatier than these other characters. So there's a chance that he wouldn't be affected. Cool. Uh, Sleep away. Okay. Uh, so now you need to roll 5d8. Oh, yeah, I can just do that in here, can't I? Let's see. Mm -hmm. uh, five. D8. Oh, nice. 25. Okay, so what happens is you, you cast it on the middle one specifically, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. What happens is this middle creature falls onto the ground and snores loudly. Uh, so I'm going to put this little symbol to remind me, but the other ones seem unaffected and you feel the sort of arcane power rippling out of you and just impacting this one pentadrone the most. Would you like to do anything else? Um. Basically the, the mechanical reason for that is that you had enough to envelop his hit points, but not any additional hit points. I see, yeah. Okay, well, it's good to know that they have less than 25 uh, hit points each. No, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'll just... Um, is, there, is there anything I can do to sort of try and get Bane out of the 
paralyzed thing. No, it's nothing. I don't have anything. You could try you could no. try to help him in some way because he's gonna have to make a saving throw. And if you give him the help action, but you would need to like spend your action doing that, he could have advantage on his saving throw, but you can just have that in mind for next time. Like if you decided that you were gonna go I don't know, stand next to him and slap him in the face repeatedly, try to bring him back to consciousness, and you spent your action doing that, yeah. then he would he would be getting advantage on that save. Okay, cool. Yep, no, then I'm, I'm done. Sweet. Next up is Zane's turn. And Zane is going to try to do a saving throw, but I just want to make sure I'm doing it correctly. Uh, at the end of each of its turns. Okay, so it's a DC 11 constitution saving throw. Come on, Zane. Boom! Okay, he manages to shake himself off and he bends down in an aggressive sort of wide fight stance. And he says, uh, "Oh, I, I am sorry about that. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see that coming. I'll, I'll. I'll be ready in a moment." And next up is Milksteak. Milksteak is going to. Uh, what is he going to do? He's going to like stumble lamely over to the counter, still looking a bit the worse for wear. And then the Pentadrone is going to try and get an attack opportunity on him. But with a 10, the arm just flails and slops wildly against the wall and Milksteak manages to dodge under it. Next up is Schmorgus Borden. Okay, I'm going to go for a uh, Produce Flame. Nice. Against Quitch. Um, against bottom left guy. Does that come through? Uh, yes. Give me one second. Oh. With a seven, your flame sails wildly. Oh, open. <laughs> what is happening to me? You're just getting unlucky like... with the rolls. Like you literally rolled a two. Um, the flame sails wildly <laughs> over its pointy it... body and slams itself against the wall. Sorry, what was that? I, I guess I don't have to choose which die. It automatically. If I just press cast, it will just automatically select the right die. Yeah, it's it's rolling correctly. Yeah. Like if you put your mouse over the number, yeah, yeah, you okay. can see the seven. Is two plus five. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, not, it's not the wow. die. It's not the <laughs> it's die. Not the die. <laughs> is there it anything seems a bit else? Heavy on one side. <laughs> is there something else you would like to do oh, with your turn? <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to stay there. Okay, sweet. At this moment, you notice a figure emerging on the left-hand side from Jesse's chamber. Unsurprisingly, it's Jesse. And he looks very much less chill and surfer dude than he usually does. And he is going to do some cool shit. Uh, okay. He is just basically going to go up to this creature here. And he's going to do some unarmed strikes in a kind of kung fu manner. Uh, so that's going to be a nine, which does not hit. But he gets attack again. And a seven. He just sort of pummels this thing's like fleshy body but it doesn't seem to have much of an impact <laughs> like a child hitting a sumo wrestler um and like then, <laughs> yeah exactly uh and then it is going to be uh pentadrone's turn okay so the pentadrone sees that his comrade has fallen asleep and he's gonna spend his action trying to like wake him up which i think the magical sleep you you can be awoken from the magical sleep i think Although it probably doesn't say in the spell. Like, if you were to attack the person who's asleep, they would wake up. Actually, I think the spell's description is up here. 
Does it each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious until the spell ends? This leader yeah. takes damage or someone, someone uses, uses it. Yeah, to slap. Okay, so this thing is going to use its action to slap its comrade awake, but that means that that's all he can do this turn. And that's then good. this other drone that's just woken up, I'll say uh, he is going to sort of look around and go, how did I... You, you're not sure how the expression of a weird, like, clockwork, fleshy pentadrone is, is how their expressions work, but you get the sense that his tentacles look confused. And then this last pentadrone is going to try and attack Jesse. And that means that it is going to be arm slapping time. Uh, wow. cool. So that is a 20. So that hits Jesse for uh, Ooh, eight damage right to the face. Cool. And then uh, this drone stands up with the rest of his... It took his action to like wake up, but then he's going to try to like take a more defensive position because he feels like he's getting in over his head. That is Asuka's turn. Right. Okay. So I, I feel like everyone... Yeah, is... very good. Yeah. Um, oh, a beer. Yeah, I want a beer. <laughs> I do have beer. It's just not fr uh, cooled. That is very frustrating. Do I care? Do I care, really? I might not care. It's on top of the fridge, which matters, right? I was going to use jump and see if I can jump over them. But it actually just triples the jumping distance. It's not like... I can't do like a matrix jump over them with, with the spell, can I? Um, I'll say they're, they're 5 or 10 feet high. I mean, it, it seems conceivable that it could. I feel like I kind of also feel like I, I, I don't have much of a um, jumping. I can't jump well. You know? you also, like, you could just run around. Like, it's yeah, not like they take up the whole width of the room. I kind of wanted to jump over them and do a flip <laughs> midair and then land, like, blade on the other side and then shout something cool. I'll say <laughs> if you do a successful, like, acrobatics check, then we can make that happen. A badass. <laughs> Okay, so, I'll do, uh, so I cast jump. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so that's one. And I'll say, lot. because you're casting that, you get to roll your acrobatics check with advantage because you literally have magically enhanced jumping. Yeah, cool. Okay, sweet. Yeah, with a 17, you take a massive running jump and leap over. Which one are you trying to leap over? Well, I was, I was planning to jump over this guy mm -hmm. to then land here facing that way kind of thing. Nice, that's exactly what happens. Nice. You do a little, like, double corkscrew spin around the <laughs> round on your way there. Because I'm thinking we'll surround them, right? And then we get to roll with advantage, because we, we keep rolling shit. So on the flank, so that, yeah. you know... So I'll, I'll do, like, some... I'll, I'll, I'll spend my, my bonus action to, to do some shouting or something, like a... Like a to arms men or something like, you know, something inspiring. I'm trying to be inspiring to the rest so we roll better. <laughs> okay. If, if you say that, I'll say do a, do a performance check to see if anyone is feeling inspired by this speech. <laughs> okay. With a 12, you managed to get their attention, but they haven't like sprung into action at this point. You also remember that this is the same type of creature that you faced in Jasmine's office, just just in case the comparison wasn't clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Cool. So are you going to attack it in some way? Uh, can I? Oh, yeah, you're right. The jump is the action. Sorry, I got confused. Awesome. So you're about to do some cool shit, and we'll circle back to that after Zane does his cool shit. Yeah. Sorry, I was getting I was getting caught up in the performance. I was getting inspired. <laughs> it um, so it's, 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 like, it's like surrounding people a good tactic. Like, does direction count for a thing? If you're on opposite sides of a creature, then you each get advantage on, on attacking that creature. Okay. Sweet. Now Zane isn't fucking around anymore. So Zane is going to cast Cone of Cold at level 5, which, if successful, will do 34 points of cold damage. So this creature needs to do... I'm sorry, what was that? It's just going to kill him. <laughs> oh, gosh, with a 12. Uh, and it's a 60-foot cone. Holy crap. So it's going to basically frost over both of these creatures here. And you just see them, like, turn into icicles and shatter into a thousand pieces. Yeah. Um, then Zane is going to... Sorry, what? I inspired him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see Zane say, thank you, Asker, for your words of encouragement. <laughs> uh, Milksteak is going to spend his turn just sort of like slapping himself in the face, trying to get like energy and feeling back into his body. And then it is, <laughs> and then he's going to like run away further into the corner. Now it is Schmorgus Borden's turn. Okay. So I'm going to try and produce flame. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a cantrip of mine, and I'm also going to attack the one like that. Come on. Let's roll some. Oh, damn, that's good. So who are you attacking? That is good. Uh, I'm attacking uh, this creature here. Oh, yeah, there's the, only one the... left. Okay, so yeah, you yeah, see yeah. the flame explode across its clockwork carapace, dealing si seven fire damage. And it looks to be pretty roughed up at this point. Would you like to move or do anything else? No, I'm going to stick there. I'm happy there. Sweet. Next up is this thing's turn. This thing looks very anxious and is basically bolting towards this portal that I've been trying to draw here. So that means Zane and Jesse are going to get attacks of opportunity. So firstly, let's do Zane. Zane misses horribly. And now we're going to do Zane, Zane to, see if, to see if Zane can do better. He's going to do... Ooh, he does do better with a 19 with his dagger that he just plucks out of nowhere. And he's going to roll a d4. 2 plus 2 is going to be 4 damage. So he takes a big slice out of this thing. But he doesn't manage to kill it. And you see it disappear through the portal that it came through and you watch as the portal slowly starts to, you watch as the portal slowly starts to shrink so we're out of combat now does anyone want to do anything you see zane say oh those bloody things again and he starts to walk back towards his counter as if that's all he's programmed to say that fight was look speech that was looking pretty Bleak. They were they were nasty, and then that speech, and then just literally three moves later, gone. That that was. It was I mean, all the that's speech. Why that's why you Inspiring want to in, in the in the troop. You know what I mean? <laughs> One sec, hang on. What did he say? That's why you want who in the troop? The former, of, I think. Speaking oh, cool. of the former, I'm just about to start mine. Um, yeah, so I think we should. 
get up and ask what the hell that was all about because that was not, yeah. not comfortable to me at all. Who who are you oh, asking? Yeah. Uh, Zane, let's just get up. Zane, oh, is it? Yeah, Jesse's not. Is he still standing there? Or is uh, he's the... he's making his way back through the wall. You can try and get his attention if you want, but he seems to be going back to whatever he was doing. Yeah, I'm just gonna like thanks for the assist, Jesse. You see him like raise his hand above his shoulder with his back to you as he walks through the wall. Cool. <laughs> he's, cool. he's dope um, okay so you go up to Zane's window this is true yes okay and uh, what, what do you say to him I say, I say to him um, um, so what, what, was, what was all that about Why um, does this happen a lot he responds to you and he says uh, ah, those are Pentadrones. They are from a place in the cosmos that is at odds with our goals here. So what are your goals? Yeah. Well, we we want order. The drones want chaos. They come from a mechanical dimension that is yes, it doesn't it doesn't gel with what we're doing here at Many Things Incorporated. It is a oh, and he see, sorry. No, continue. He he sees the looks on your faces and he says, uh, "It is a, I do not know the the human word a a rivalry a, a feud a war. It is very similar to a war." Uh, and they came here to to what? Clearly, they were noobs, and you guys just fucked them up. What's like? What what were they hoping to achieve? They. They throw their brethren away with less concern than we have shown our people. They are trying to wear us down, we believe, over a period of time with random attacks because, like I said, they are all about chaos. We could help. Can we help? Yeah. Is there anything to do to help? And how much would we get for it? This is something that, and he holds his hands out and sort of twinkles them mystically. Perhaps soon, but this is not something that one-eyed jacks typically take on. We would need to speak to Jasmine about that uh, assignment. So we, we, we would need a, um, a promotion, is what you said. Mm, this word is similar, but it is... Uh, there is no, we have no word for it. We would need to invent something new if you were to take on this responsibility. And it is not up to me. Fine. All right. Well, let us know when you need our help, yeah? And then I guess we have our cards in the meantime. Did, did we actually take the cards or did, were we mid talking? Uh, I think you took them and then it happened behind you. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. So. Where? What do you do now? I feel like we should we should go and and uh, see if we can get these. Uh, uh, oh, oh, yeah. So I'll tell him that you know, um, for is it well, is the standard for the cards? Like we get the pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like what? What is the rate? Yeah. Yeah. It's different depending on the card or. Uh, do you ask Zane this or me this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, him. Oh, he says, 
Mm. The the rate is based on your abilities, and we have assessed your abilities to be seven thousand gold pieces in worth. It is it is good. Soon you may grow, but at the moment, and his eyes flash different colors. Yes, this this is the same. It is not on a per card basis, but on a per one eye jack basis. I see. Okay. Well, that's cool. Okay. Um. Well, then. Uh, Shall we go to? Yeah. Do one of our cards. Yeah. Yeah. Joint venture. Yeah, I think so. We should at least get started. I think. Uh, what was that? What was Who's that? Room? What, what was the key? what? What was yeah. that room with the? Is it was it Jesse who did the who portaled us away? Yes, it was. Shall we? Um, I mean, actually, I kind of want to go and have a little rest again, just to get my uh, uh, my spell slots freed up before we head out. If that's okay. Sure, you guys. I mean, it's the middle of the morning, so you'd be sleeping during the day and leaving at night time. I'm I'm fine with that. How are you cool. about that? How yeah, do you was feel that a short that? rest? Well, no. In order to get your spell slots back, unless you're a certain class, you would have to take a long rest. Okay. Like for Asker, for example, what? his spell slots would recover, I think, on a long rest. And what? Um... What's the kind of uh, repercussions of, of doing a long rest? Do you look like you well, do it? you're in a safe space at the moment. So, well, yeah. it's a space you thought was safe. It's the kind of rest that is less likely to be taken in the middle of like a dungeon where you could just get attacked at any time. But it does mean, like I said, the repercussion would be it would be nighttime when you left here instead of daytime. Okay. That's okay. That's it. Cool. Um, right. It just... It'd be good to have all my spell slots before we leave, I think. You see, yeah. you turn you turn to Zane, and like just as you're about to say it, he lifts his hands and conjures the same beds that you guys were sleeping in before. Neat. Is, it, is it made, or is it is it the way we left it and make my bed? No, it's perfectly, perfectly made. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it smells like peppermint. Um, cool. So Ooh. you guys can do the long rest and recover the stats that are described. And then, uh, then I guess we go to Jesse and and ask him if he can uh, have a, if he can find a uh, a one one place with a knight and a key. Uh, all right. As you wake up, you look around you, and all the different pieces of clockwork shrapnel that had been chiseled off of these creatures as you were fighting them have been mysteriously cleaned away from this room and you head into jesse's chamber yeah cool as you walk in you see uh rhythmal napping in the corner just with like his hood over his head just like taking a 12 hour nap and you get the sense that he may or may not be high probably Cool. And then you see uh, Milksteak seems a little bit more active than before, but he still seems to be saying, all right, I, uh, I think I'm ready. Uh, yeah, let's let's do this. And Jesse He's says... Totally uh, as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesse says, uh, oh, thank you for your help back there. Uh, I'm sorry I couldn't be of greater assistance. Uh, I feel like you, you and Zane handled most of it. 
anyway. But 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 thanks for uh, the modesty. Uh, I was uh, distracted. There was one of those creatures in this room that I had to deal with before I came out. And as you can see, he gestures towards his crystal, and there's a little like hairline crack in the side, and there's a bunch of debris that he still hasn't cleaned up in here. Uh, we have taken some damage as a result of this raid, so I'm going to be able to still send you. I presume you got some new cards, but I'm not going to have the same ability to clarify the landing zone as I would typically. Right. So what does that mean for us then, that we might need to walk further when we're there or what? Potentially, yeah. You might just be slightly further away. Let me see your cards. I'll hand in the key card. Okay. And, and he takes the other one and he says, okay. And he goes up to the uh, the crystal ball and he starts like spinning it around and it's very cloudy and and uh, there's little like flecks of multicolored like distortion that seem to be clouding the surface. But just like a, a crystal ball in a soothsayer's caravan, he seems to be able to see something inside of it. And he says, okay, these aren't terribly close, but they're in the same region in this dimension. Yes, that seems probably as close as we're going to get, but I'm not sure what the terrain is going to be like. Uh, they're, you're just going to have to look around, but this is, this is going to be as close as I can get you, okay? Cool. Cool. So he gets you all over to touch the crystal ball, and he says, now. And you feel yourself being pulled by like the navel backwards through space and time and we will see in a moment where you land you land in the middle of a snowy forest valley it is incredibly cold and you feel the frost start to like bite into your bones and your skin and you immediately need to make a constitution saving throw both of you guys Nice. <laughs> okay, so you both resist the effects for the moment. Your body sort of like still has some residual warmth inside of it, but you get the sense the longer that you're here without adequate warmth, you will, it will become increasingly difficult to sort of stay here. And yeah, you're in this place that seems to have this dark uh, sheets of snow falling from the sky that's obscuring your vision out to a distance of about 15, 20 feet. Like this. I think most of it was cut off because it detected it as noise. Yeah, yeah, that's that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What about what about this one? No, it's disappointing. <laughs> Quite good, though. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, feel, I feel like I I I I still felt like I was there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Well, shall we? Shall we? Uh, how do we know which way to go? Um, I'll I'll hold up Are my there any tracks. See if it. I just wave it around a bit. See if I any pings of pools. Yeah. Okay. So you're doing that, and you said you were looking for tracks, uh, Schmorgesborden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can make a survival check Schmorgasborden and Asker can make an Arcana check please oh wow okay you both rolled exceptionally well so what you discover is with your survival check first you see a series of prints that look very big 
and probably probably bear-shaped, but you're not sure because of the snow falling. And they seem to be heading southwest. And that's there's no other tracks visible. Asker, with a natural 20, your card starts beeping a little more towards directly east of you. Mm. Okay, well, that's, that's I guess that's kind of good. If we head west, we're heading away from bears, right? This is this is true, yeah. If we want to avoid oh, we, I was, east, east. Sorry, I meant east. Yeah, we head east towards towards your uh, your card. So, am I correct? Uh, correct with I I can sense it somewhere around there, and the tracks led somewhere like that. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, should we? Okay, let's, let's, let's go away from the bears. Yeah, let's walk away from the bears. See if we can find some type of shelter, perhaps if we need it, and then uh, see what's over over on that side. Cool. All right. So yeah. you move over to this section and you see a small wooden sign about three or four feet across and about two or three feet high. And it looks to have been less affected by the frost than the rest of the surroundings. You can continue past it on your journey, but you encounter this pretty much straight away. Um, uh, I guess I'll I'll see if I can uh, see if I can like detect anything magical about it. Like why wouldn't it be frost on it? Okay, in that case, you'll need to make a religion check. Okay, with a fourteen, you uh, what what languages do you guys speak? By the way. Uh, uh, common druidic and orc. Mm-hmm. Common, draconic, and gnomish. Okay. So you see a script written on this sign that you don't recognize the language of, but you recognize with your 14 religion check some of the scrolling and some of the patterns around the outside of the sign. And it reminds you of a sort of like divine, like religious group, but very old uh, and not something that you encounter on a day to day basis. But you get a sort of divine vibe oh, does it look like there's and does it is there anything like below the surface is it buried in the snow is that um, you can you can dig through the snow if you like but you can just see two wooden posts coming out of the snow okay okay um, okay anyway to Maybe. work out what it says I, don't, uh. I guess you don't speak the language don't you no, some. Is it how big is it? Uh, it's about three or four feet wide and about two or three feet high. Okay, so it's uh, too heavy to carry them. <laughs> they, uh, maybe not heavy, them. just Imagine. awkward and large. And um, you know, unnecessary. <laughs> Again, uh, maybe so it's maybe instead of magical, maybe it's just hot. Maybe the snow's just melting as soon as it touches it. Touches it. Yeah, but why would it? Be uh, hot unless it's magical. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> 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 it's just like it's just heat. <laughs> oh, well, it's just like the sun and stuff. What is it? it? It could be alive. It could be alive and generating body heat. But no, I don't think it's very silly. Hot, you know. Relax about it. Um, <laughs> shall we just continue like like past here then, in between the trees, or is this is this a is yeah. this a road? 
Yeah, you see the, the faint outlines of a path beneath the snowfall that resembles that path. Okay. Should we follow yeah. the path? Let's follow the path, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. You guys travel for about another hour or so. So I'm going to need you guys to make another uh, constitution saving throw to resist the cold. Oh, I'm bad at it. Okay. So, yeah. uh, Schmorgisborden, you managed to shake it off with your orcish bulk. You're a half-orc, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, Asuka, you start to feel the cold biting into your skin, and you have a point of exhaustion, which means that you basically have disadvantage on your ability checks and saving throws. So, not your attacks, but if you need to do, like, an intelligence check or a dexterity saving throw or something, it's at disadvantage as you're, like, shivering like this. I see. Um, just um, let me check my notes for a sec while you guys can say something. Just thinking if there, like something I can do with uh, keeping keeping warm. Could get a... Can you turn into an animal? Like, a, 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 is, do you have any no animals that are that are cold blooded or whatever? They're... No, I can't really. It's not really my jam, animals. I'm, I'm a mm. sorcerer, not a druid. But maybe I can see if I can invent something. I am an inventor, after all, and a tinkerer. So maybe I, I can build something out of my bedroll and some uh, and some rope. Uh, so as you're trudging through the snow, you do like a little stop off to the side to invent something? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I just want to see if I can sort of pad my clothing a bit. If I can build something that I, like a... Not just wear a blanket, but if I can improve it with my tinkering cool. abilities. Yeah, do you, you can make a tinkering check, which I think... Because you have tinkerer's tools, right? Uh, I... I should have, yeah. Yeah, so your proficiency uh, bonus is plus two. And what's your dexterity or intelligence bonus? My dexterity is plus one and my intelligence is plus two. Okay, so you'd be using intelligence for this, I think, because tinkering... That's, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. So you just roll a d20 and you add four to the roll to see if you can successfully craft this improvised puffer jacket. <laughs> Okay. Let's call it a wrapper check. Okay, so you rolled a 13, and I said you had four to it, right? Yeah. So that's a 17, yeah. You managed to take your bedroll and basically render it completely unusable as a bedroll, but you managed to make quite a fashionable, well-tailored jacket out of it. <laughs> so after about another hour or so, you get the sense that the exhaustion will wear off as you warm up again. So you've begun the healing process. Cool. Good job. Nice work, guys. And as you walk for a little bit longer, sorry, at the end of this hour you've walked, you start to see an unusual sight. Cool. So what you see is as you approach, uh, I'll say, I mean, again, we're looking from the side on view, so your icons wouldn't really look like that, but use your imagination. You basically come across this series of weird valleys and little little plateaus that all kind of sit together in this weird 
semi-natural, perhaps man-made formation. At the top of the highest of the different uh, weird mounds, you see a huge ice sculpture of a raven. And surrounding that sculpture are a series of other weird kind of mounds, mounds of snow or perhaps ice, and surrounding the statue in the center are numerous perches filled with ravens. So each perch contains probably like 10 ravens, and there seems to be six of these perches, and they all just seem to be sitting there, motionless. Uh, Should we just melt the giant statue? Is that a bit aggressive? Wow, this is so unlike you, Sean. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm learning. After last time being like uh, too too gentle. Actually, no, I think last time I was trying to do the same, but everyone just kept jumping on people and stabbing them in the eye and shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Everybody yeah. make a perception check. Because you've got the basics, but I want to see how much detail you can actually observe from this distance. Oh, wow, natural 20. Okay, so Sean, you oh. notice quite convincingly that there seems to be, like, closest to you, just before the raven area, is a lower area with a depression in the middle of it and what appears to be like a stone slab sitting in the middle of these different like obelisk looking things and it looks very deliberately placed rather than a natural formation. Aska, you notice that the ravens occasionally like step from foot to foot so they're probably alive rather than really well carved carvings of ravens and you, yeah, sort of get that description potentially from Borden if he shares that information. I do. Hmm. Okay, shall we, um, shall we walk onto the slab? I think we should, yeah. Let's walk out and let's see if we can make some friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you currently don't see any humanoids, but we'll see what happens as you get closer to the slab. So... As you get closer to the slab, we're going to change views a little bit here. Okay. What you see appears to be the outline. The depression seems to form an outline, but you're not sure what it's an outline of. And from this vantage point, you can also see on either side of you is a series of those snowy mounds that just seem to be like little domes, and you're not sure why they've been placed there. And as you get closer to this central slab of stone, you notice that uh, there are some carvings along the outside of it that seem to be feathers on all sides, but there are no carvings on the top surface of this stone slab. You also notice that the obelisks surrounding this stone slab have like a very neutral face encarved on them and it's got a beard and it's just like a complete neutral expression on on each of them and that we that there's like there's no one else around we can't see or hear anything else no people you do notice like the ravens but no humanoids like you can see like a little bit of the ravens here but it's like 10 or 15 feet up so you can't really see much on that on the top section And this is the um, slab. Yes, exactly. 
Um, can we check for like magic again on, on the slab? Yeah, can I? Can, can is that? Can we? Is that? Is that how it works? Can we just like roll on our corner check to see if you detect magic, or do you need a detect magic ability? Well, detect want. magic, the spell, would give you more specific Very information right. and more definitive information. Like, it would tell you ah, absolutely, okay. without a doubt, whether yeah. there is magic and what school that magic comes from. If you do a check, you may or may not determine that and it will be much more vague, contextual information. All right, well, shall we do that then? I'll see if I can figure out if it's anything magical about that slab of stone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, make an arcana check. Actually, actually, no, that, that, that's, that's a good roll. That should tell you at least something. Okay, so with a natural 20, you, oh, you're also making a kind of check. Oh, you both wrote pretty well. All right, so uh, what, what's Sean's class again? Sean? Um, class, is that like half orc druid? Is that what that means? Oh, druid, druid, you're a druid. Okay, cool. So, Asker, you noticed that this stone slab definitely has some arcane, well, it's not arcane per se, but it has definitely a magical property to it but it is outside of your school, like your study. It's kind of similar to the sign that you noticed at the beginning of this area. It has a more like divine quality to it. And uh, Schmorgus Borden, you notice with the 19 that these statues around the outside, they aren't magical. Again, they have some other significance that is probably beyond the physical. So you can both make religion checks to try to get more information. I love saying the phrase, beyond the physical. <laughs> okay, wow. All right, uh, Schmorgus Borden is a little uh, chilly at this point, and he's letting that distract him from what he's doing. So he just kind of goes, uh, mm, I wonder if in, under any of these statues is a little jacket that I might wear. Um, but Asker, after fashioning his very warm jacket, seems to be able to maintain his focus. And that the, at, uh, yeah, at this point, Schmorgus Borden takes an even oh. further step towards distraction by like digging around in the snow looking for a jacket. He's that cold. Okay, so Asker, you examined the slab of stone more closely, and the feathers carved into the outside definitely have the quality of raven's wings. And this reminds you strongly of the Raven Queen, who is a god who presides over the veil between life and death. And therefore, you get the sense that this site must be strongly associated with her and her dominion. I'll see. Um, mm. I'll hold up my card to see if I can... Does it feel like I'm closer than I was to the key? Your card is uh, flashing much more quickly than before. Um... Should I take my card out and see if it's nearby at all? Uh, yeah, you can. And it appears to be flashing more than it was at the beginning next to that wooden sign, but not super flashing like Asker's one. Well, that means that we're probably on the right path towards this, towards yours as well. Let's just be mm -hmm. a bit further on. Yeah. Uh, so maybe uh, if yours is a key card, maybe the... 
the the kind of imprints of the feather. Maybe we need to kind of fill us unlocks. What did you say, Sean? What do you mean? Or maybe the imprints of the, the maybe the indents of the feathers. Maybe we need to fill that with something. Is that what, as the key, or maybe there's like um, some words we could say. Maybe the words on the sign before would unleash something here, but we don't know what it says, so we can't. No, can't really speak it. But if, if she is like the keeper of life and death, then maybe filling the thingies in with blood is the thing. That sounds like a thing. Sacrifice some uh, some ravens. Oh, yeah. I was thinking like Aruna's is blood, but one of the ravens is cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we just walk around a bit and see what else is, is here? Just to, just to explore the, the immediate surroundings a bit more. Yep. Cool. Do you guys want to go in which direction? I'm just wondering what's what's this up here? Is that a little bone? Uh give me one second. Uh oh a bone. No, it's a it's a perch. It's a perch upon which the ravens are perched. I see. So that's what oh, that's a perch. But if you walk around closer to that area, you'll see that you you know you're up on a little raised mound, and where the ravens are and the statue is is another raised mound above you, and mm. you'll see that it kind of continues to curve around in this direction, and I'll say that that means you guys have probably moved over here. What would you like to do now? Shall we try and make our way to the giant statue? Yeah, I think that's like a good plan. Okay. You, it's pretty easy to make the check, but you'll need to make an athletics check to climb up like the slick, snowy escarpment. Oh, oh wow. With a natural one, Schmorgisborden falls down and then falls down another level, sustaining... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Five bludgeoning damage as your body <laughs> as your body thumps into the semi-hardened ice on the bottom level. Oh dear, oh dear. I mean it's only each level is only five feet. You just did a particularly bad job. And with a six, <laughs> Asger also falls, uh, landing just on top of Schmorgisborden and sustaining no damage because Schmorgisborden cushioned his fall. <laughs> Thanks, bro. And I Happy to help. My... Happy to help. Uh, all right, should we try again? <laughs> Do we Go have for it. Yeah, again? We try again. The check is slightly harder than before. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, Schmorgus Borden manages to scurry up much more competently, but Asker falls, sustaining six bludgeoning <laughs> damage. Holy shit. <laughs> what in the fuck? <laughs> you your uh, your fingers are still struggling to well technically you don't have exhaustion anymore but your fingers were still struggling to get grip on this uh slick surface but uh can you, can you set up a, a ro down a rope or something short to help about i was just around? thinking like, is there anything i could do because i'm quite strong and you're quite small yeah i mean surely you have rope right let's have a look at my equipment like all adventurers have rope yeah i've got rope i'll use the rope Cool. So therefore, 50 feet. Is that long enough? Yes. You can make your check with advantage, Asker. 
uh, athletics, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Do I, oh, wow. do I need to do anything with my rope? Do I need, or is that just... To, um, just I'll say your, your strength is kind of like, you don't really need to make a check to be able to hold it for this guy. All right, you barely, barely managed to climb up this thing. It takes you about 10 full, <laughs> full minutes to climb to the top of this thing. But you managed to make it to the top. God damn it. And you're puffing furiously by the time you get to the top. Well, at least I'm warm, right? That's true. You're very warm. Yeah. Sweating even. True, yeah. And what you see is, is a statue about 10, 15 feet high of this sort of like stylized raven carved from ice and snow. It's kind of hard to tell which. And then a series of six perches surrounding the outside of this mound, each containing about six, ten ravens. And in the middle, something that you weren't terribly able to see from down below is that surrounding this raven statue is another four obelisks with that very neutral, grandfatherly-looking expression carved into each of them. Um, I'll go up to one of the granddads and sort of uh, put my hand on it, see if I feel anything. Uh, it feels very cold, even colder than the surrounding environment, but you don't get uh, any other sensation from it. All right. uh, I'll, I'll walk over to that one then and do the same on that one. Is it, does it feel the same? It feels and looks identical. Like each one of these things seems like a, a duplicate just placed in a different area. Mm. I'll hold up my card here and see if, and walk up to the statue uh, just to see, does it, does it feel like it's reacting? It seems to be flashing at about the same rate that it was next to the slab. It doesn't seem to have got faster or slower. So it's not in the statue itself necessarily. Then, okay. How about I'm going to try um, looking directly into the faces with my face. Okay. Make a religion check. Okay. With a sixteen, you get a humbleness from from the statue. The neutral expression seems to convey to you a, a humbleness. It's just this weird feeling that washes over you. What about standing on one of the platforms? Should we try standing on the platform? Uh, stand on which platform do you mean? Yeah, the perches that the, the birds are on. Yeah, I was thinking, should we, should we like mess with the birds and see what happens? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's time for a bit of, uh, we've, we've, we've been kind and walked and observed. Let's... I feel like we've been respectful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll shoot a little firebolt up on the, uh, one of the perches. Okay, which, which like perch? That one. Okay, cool. So you can make an attack roll. Uh, to 15. Uh, that hits for 7 damage. Okay, so what happens is you send a firebolt into this swarm of ravens and significantly diminish their uh, numbers by uh, 7 damage. And then you see the swarm takes flight and starts to attack you. So that's roll initiative. That was always going to happen, wasn't it? 
I mean, it's ne inevitable, isn't it? So you see the icon, uh, the the sw the swarm of ravens takes flight and immediately attacks Asker, pecking at you with just this series of beaks, and that has a does a nine hit you? Uh, my armor class is fourteen. No, so the pecks just sort of pepper your armor, and it sounds very unnerving, but it doesn't do damage at this point. But they can also occupy your space and... Uh, Whoa. Okay, so they're sort of like, they're swirling around you in a kind of like cyclone of ravens. Next up is Asker's turn. Right. Well, then I guess... Um... I guess I want to do like a poison spray then. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, I'm sorry. What the hell? Why is it not? Get away. Uh, yeah, I want to try and do poison spray because that, 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 that could... That's not just towards one, right? So I can like just aim it towards the, uh, the swarm and hit stuff. Yeah, totally. That's the idea. Um, so I just... Let's go and do that. Okay, so they need to make a con save, which they succeed. So what happens on a success? Do they take like half damage or something? The creature must succeed a constitution saving throw or take damage. Okay, so it doesn't seem no. to affect them. They seem to like fly out of the way and the various like rivulets of poison go in between the gaps of this weird bunch of ravens. Is there anything else you would like to do with your uh, turn? No, I'm right. Okay, cool. Next up is Schmogus Borden. Okay, I'm just looking. I think I've got some sort of like, like, bonding with an animal thing. Uh, check. Quite possibly. Why didn't that's, we that's start with that? <laughs> <laughs> I should have thought about this before, shouldn't I? Before we attacked. <laughs> before I shot a fireball uh, into the holes. Oh, uh, beast bond. Here we go. So you establish a telepathic link with one beast you touch that is friendly or charmed. Can't do it to monster to ones that are annoyed. <laughs> they were friendly until we attacked them. Uh, <laughs> you guys are still finding your feet as one-eyed jacks, it seems. <laughs> this is why we're so cheap right now. Um, I'm just going to go for an unarmed melee attack then. Um, can I talk? So if I if I do like produce flame or something else because they're so close would they attack you uh, would be at a you'd, you'd be at a disadvantage to use something like a ranged attack like produce fame because you're right next to them you're within melee range so melee range i can attack the raven the ravens but not asker yes well yeah i mean you yeah. could attack asker if you wanted yeah. to but i don't see why you would want to <laughs> I mean, I, no, see okay. that, but I, I can think of many reasons why, but I'm happy you <laughs> are. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do a melee attack on the raven. Go for it. Do I need to get myself closer? Am I already close enough? Uh, no, you're close enough. Okay, with a 10, your unarmed strike just flies straight through them like a school of fish. They just seem to fly out of the way of it and then fly back. Oh, these guys are pretty tricky. <laughs> is there anything else you want to do with your turn? Um, basically just move, isn't it? So I'll, I'll stay there. Okay, cool. Uh, you, you also have things like interact with an object. You could speak. 
uh, if you have a bonus action, you could do it, but bonus actions tend to be pretty specific things. Oh, yeah, here we go. Flame Blade is my only bonus action. And I think that's probably, once you've already cast it, it can be used as a bonus action, uh, so that right. probably wouldn't apply. Right. But it's good to know. Okay. Next up is the Swarm of Ravens. Swarm of Ravens is going to try and beak the original attacker because Smorgasbordon hasn't really distracted them in any way at this point. <laughs> so this is a 13. I assume that doesn't hit you? Nope. Okay, so their intensity has almost increased as they swirl faster and faster around you, pecking at the hardened leather of your armor, but being unable to penetrate at this point. Next up is Asker. Right. Uh, you know what? I'll try and cast sleep. Okay. Uh, like where they are standing. Mm -hmm. So that I don't know. I don't know how much HP a raven has, but maybe we can take like put loads of them to sleep. It's mm -hmm. not my plan. Go for it. Um, I'll just See. do that. So we have have the information, and then I'll just roll the die. 5d8. Nice. Okay, with a 23 you move your hands in a sort of conjuring manner and this weird like ripple goes through the air and envelops the swarm of ravens and they all just fall to the ground, gently breathing their little feathery bodies up and down. Good job. Uh, you can both make a I will say perception check please. Oh, wow. With a natural 20, Asker, you noticed something you hadn't noticed before. Surrounding the bodies of the now unconscious sleeping ravens are a series of black feathers that they must have dropped in the hubbub of flapping around that stand out quite starkly against the snow, but nothing else seems to have changed. And Schmorgus Borden, you notice the feathers as well, but they don't stand out to you quite as starkly because you weren't paying as much attention and you're slightly from a different angle. <laughs> I'll, I'll go up and, and pick up one of those uh, feathers then. Okay, uh, it feels smooth and very uh, silky, feathery. The, the, should, we try, should we try placing it against the feathery yeah, feather yeah. thing, icon, indentation? Yes. Let's do that. Uh, which feathery icon indentation? The ones that are on the uh, in the four pillars. I think they uh, and they have like a feather. Ping ping the place on the map that you're referring to. Oh yeah. Uh, these have. No, the the only thing that you've seen that has feathers engraved on it is this slab down here. Oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're just. Do we do we want to go back down there then? Maybe not just yet, just in case because it was a pain in the ass getting. Because I'm thinking we could tend to just go up here so that we can just go down. Sorry, what was that? I didn't uh, hear what you said before. Go down. Can we like tie a rope around here so that we can just like easier get up and down? Yeah, I'll say because you've actually scaled it now, you you know how to do it. So with the aid of a rope, it would be you wouldn't have to do a check to do it again. Okay, okay. cool. Let's get down. Yeah, let's go and try and put a feather. Or, yeah, or... Just, just to see if it reacts at all. 
Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna put a feather where? I don't know, just like on top of the, the indent, the indented feather icon in the slab. Like on top of the slab that's smooth and has no engravings? No, so on, on the sides, I think you said it had like, uh, like a, a, a oh, symbol sorry. of a feather. It's thousands and thousands of feathers engraved, like tessellating around the outside. Oh, right, and, right. and on the so top on is the top. smooth and featureless. Uh, okay. I put it on top then. Yeah, let's just stick it on top. Okay. You place the feather on top, and the wind that you were hearing before suddenly stills, and a bright white-blue light seems to shine above on that platform that you were just on at the top, and you also notice that this blast of cold energy emits from the stone slab in front of you, causing you both to take three cold damage. Good damage. And you can do whatever you want to do. So what what did all that mean? Yeah. Like that was clearly some shit, right? Like what was yeah, what, yeah. What, what, what what just happened? I can't work out if it was good or bad. If it was like a good thing and we shouldn't be near. But if you can make a perception check. Okay. You, you both barely noticed, just because it was so still, because the wind had completely silenced during this moment, that in the direction of that white-blue light that sort of glowed somewhere on the top section, you heard this tiny sound like, of like, like crunching through snow, or just something like disturbing snow in that sort of crunchy way. Hmm. Okay. Shall we, uh... We head towards that. We head towards the light. Yeah. Go and see what's yeah. over there. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. So you climb back up to the top platform? Yeah, to wherever the, that, that light sort of. Cool. You notice at the foot of the statue is a long silvery blade that wasn't there before, like a, like a long sword. <clears throat> All right. Nice. Go and have a look at it. I'll pick it up and see what it is. Okay. It looks very finely made and it's very sort of cold to the touch. It's got a blue gem in the the very bottom of it, the hilt, and it has this power radiating off it. Uh, you can make a you can, either an arcana check or a religion check. It's up to you. Okay. Uh, wait, which, which one is the one that you just, oh, you both made different ones. Okay. Aska, you understand the nature of this, uh, sword quite quickly. And as you sort of like reach out your consciousness to, to try to figure it out, your, your like arcane intuition, it suddenly emits a bright light in a 10 foot radius around you and an even dimmer light beyond that. And you realize that this weapon is called... Frost brand, and you should be able to see it in your either on the screen or in the little note section. So, yeah. you also notice that your card is flashing incredibly uh, quickly now that you're next to this sword, Asker, and it seems to be a very powerful item and likely what the card is asking you to get. 
All right. Well, I'll, I guess I'll yep. do my thing with the card then. <laughs> okay, cool. You hold your card out to it, and it sort of disappears into gray mist inside the card, forming a picture of it much more definitely than the previous one that didn't work very well. And that is where we will end the session. Mm. Uh, I'm a little, little bit disappointed that we didn't get to keep the sword. Well, I mean... I guess I could have, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, this is this is your world. You can make whatever choices you want to make. Um, what I was going to say is uh, make a religion check just, just as a parting comment. Okay, ask her. Uh, okay, you both get the clear and distinct sense that the Raven Queen is pissed at you, but you fulfilled the criteria for this boon to be granted. So it's kind of like when a parent is really annoyed at you, but they let you go on the school excursion anyway. <laughs> so I, I'm guessing she is upset because we fucked up her birds. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Gods, are, gods are annoying like that. They expect you to know how their rituals work and they don't, they work in mysterious ways, you know? <laughs> <laughs>